Listen up, maggots. We got targets inbound. So lock and load your senses and stand by for imminent contact. If you love beer, you're in the beer army. So grab a frosty brew and get ready. It's time to liberate your senses. It's Beer Army Engaged on Beer Army Radio. Welcome to the program. Yo hablo español, mi amigo. That's way too much Spanish. Mi nombre es Miguel Dagger. <laughs> and the general. <laughs> I know enough. I don't know, where that, I don't know what's gotten into me. I apologize. One hell of a way to start the program, though, isn't it? I guess so. I gotta get bilingual up in this bitch. Well, talk to your daughter. <laughs> I do. How's dude, the Spanish going? It with pisses it? me off, man. All the time, I'm like, "Hey, what did she?" She's like, "I don't know." I'm like, "You've taken like three years of Spanish, man. How can you not know shit yet?" You know what I mean? It's like, give me a freaking break. <laughs> but then, but then I catch her doing something, and then she'll do it, or she, like sometimes she'll watch some TV shows and whatever, like in Spanish and stuff. So then, how come you can't help me when we're out in town? I don't. I say, "Hey, what is this?" Or, "Hey, what's Spanish for?" What? She's like, I don't know. And I'm like. Freaking lazy little shit. <laughs> She's like, what are you going to do for me? I mean, for those that don't know, I'm is there about, ice cream on the end of this Spanish sentence? She's in emergent <laughs> Spanish, so like half the freaking days in Spanish. It's like, come on, man. Yo hablo espanol. Exactly. So you've been well, my friend? Yeah, well, I know you just got back. You're dusting yourself off from a trip to Denver. I know It's we, probably where the Spanish comes from. Is That's that the is? key I'm, minority out there. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to hit you up too much. Cause Green I'm gonna let, chili enchiladas. I'm going to let you get uh, dust yourself off, and I figure we could hit it up next week, and you can give me uh, – I can hear more about your exploits in next week's show because I know we got a lot to cram in this week. So Okay. Um, but uh, remind everybody, tickets for the 7th Annual Brew Burn are on sale. Discount code did expire this past Saturday, but that doesn't mean you still can't buy tickets. You still can, and don't fret. Uh, you know, while you didn't save five bucks, there are a lot of other events. We're still very competitively priced for what we give you. Um, you know, general admission tickets thirty five dollars, VIP tickets fifty. You go out in Raleigh, you're talking about fifty just for general admission. You know, seventy five for VIP, sometimes eighty. I mean, so uh, and of course the location. I think we have one of the best locations for a beer fest anywhere yeah. in the freaking state. Um, I love the New Bern Riverfront Convention Center at being on the water, being out there. Uh, it's just awesome. It's just freaking awesome. So come on out and Well, and, and having seven years in a row, this happened, and uh, the relationships we've built with the distributors and everybody yeah. else, the selection of beer is absolutely amazing. The venue, like you said, is amazing. So you can't go wrong with Brewburn. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Brewburn Beer and Wine Festival that goes the 25th of June, noon to 5. You can get more information, buy your tickets online at beerarmy.org. Any so, chance they met their goal from that Yikim to Sue segment last week? They met their you're, goal. Are you going to have Yanni beer out there? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done a follow-up on that. I, I don't know what uh, what those guys are. I can tell you. Uh, people need to go back to last week's episode if they, they missed yeah, it. Because Yanni beer if, is. If, Yan, if Yanni beer was there, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. You know, like. I think some women. I, mean, I think a lot of women would be so pissed. I don't know. I, I want you know. I'm really curious to hear what other women think about that. Whole well, they would thing. literally be like, "How dare my man taste the? <laughs> yeah, I guess the essence of another woman's yanni." That's a good point. Good point. Speaking of yanni and speaking of beer, uh, we're imbibing on a great one here, and um, really, really excited because uh, we haven't featured these guys before, and it's just amazing how breweries are just blowing up in North Carolina. And uh, let me get more uh, local. I've had this beer for uh, a couple of months, uh, and I was like, oh, shit, we better, we better test this, or test this. We better taste it because um, it is a winter stout. It's a seasonal. And technically, we just got out of winter. Technically, we're in spring, even though the freaking weather doesn't – I don't know what's going on with the weather. It gets hot. It gets cold. It's like <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I, I would like a 60 to 70-degree consistent temperature throughout. That's what I would like. But this is from Brew Print Brewing Company. That's Brew, B-R-U-E, Print, P-R-I-N-T. 
It's all one word. Uh, brewing company. You can get more information by going to brewprint.com. Again, B-R-U-E-P-R-I-N-T.com. They're out of Apex, North North Carolina. If you're not familiar with North Carolina, Apex, Raleigh, that's the capital. Apex is technically a sub, well, not technically. I mean, it's its own city, but to me, I consider it a suburb of Raleigh. I don't know how you feel about it, but um, it's southwest <laughs> of Raleigh. It's right next to Cary. Uh, so this is their Midnight Brew, and it's an American style, clocking in at 8.5% ABV. At first, I thought the brew was like a blue-type thing, so I was thinking blueberries or whatever, but it's not. Uh, this is their, again, winter seasonal. This is pouring a jet black. It has large, pillowy brown head that has some stain power and then uh, dies down to a um, kind of a thick film on top. It's got some nice lacing. Uh, it got a nose of roast and chocolate up front with hints of coffee, espresso. I think I don't know if there's oats in it, but I kind of get that oat-type mm-hmm. sense. Uh, I get some vanilla in the background as well. Um, the flavor is similar with the roast up front, uh, but what's really interesting is that even though there's a lot of roast, it's not like overly bitter because of it. No. It's, it's actually sweet somehow, which I don't understand. It's a dark fruit, man. Yeah, I, I don't know. And then the chocolate, caramel, and vanilla stands out for me. Um, I get some dark fruits. I get coffee. I get some this earthy. When I say earth, I'm not talking about like you're drinking dirt per se, but it's hard to explain. Like when you eat fresh snap peas or whatever, you get like this earthiness from that. Um, and then I get some licorice in the background too. Uh, it's real full body and mouthful with medium carbonation. The finish is, uh, I would say, soft, uh, but it's creamy and it's almost kind of whip-like, which is really interesting because it's kind of a big beer. That is an amazing beer. And, and, and I like, I like the, that. I like how it finishes sweet. Uh, I, I would definitely, I consider this a dessert type beer. I would say this is like dessert in a bottle. I really like how it has a very roasty character, but not, it's not overly bitter because of it. So. Right. Um, yeah, instead of having your coffee after your meal, you have something like this. <laughs> I love that nose on that. And it's weird, that evolution. For me, it's uh, you have that roasty nose, and then you take that drink, and then I get that fruit going into the chocolate, going into that oat, yeah. and then finishing with a coffee finish, a light coffee finish. It's it's a it's delicious. I think it's a pretty damn complex beer, to be honest with it you. It is. Uh, I've never had a stout take me on a journey like that. And, I, and uh, I'm definitely not picking up the alcohol. Uh, no. 8.5 is up there and I'm not I'm not I'm not touching it. I'm not even like I don't taste it you know like it's not hot in any any uh, stretch of the imagination but anyway so the uh, the background information so it was founded by Eric Wagner in 2014 but it started years earlier in the family kitchen in Holly Springs in 2011 he is Apex's first craft brewery, and I like to point out that it is dog-friendly, which I always like. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. And then Eric combined his passion and talent for gourmet cooking with his 20-plus years of engineering expertise. Specifically, uh, his engineering was in water treatment. And so there's lots of similarities in the science of treating water and brewing great beer, especially when it comes to releasing the enzymes to break down starches into sugar and then fermenting that sugar into beer. So the name Brewprint is a spin on Blueprint, and this is a direct quote. He says, it's better than a recipe. A brewing blueprint combines science and great culinary skill to create a brew print. Mm. And it's brew, like B-R-U-E, but, you know, pronounced like brew, like B-R-E-W. Yeah. And so it's kind of like a, you know, a, a spin on Blueprint and being an engineer and everything. So I thought that was kind of cool how he's tied tie it into his background. So like I that. like that. And I like their logo, too. Yeah. The not, logo I, ties into that background. It's a, literally a, uh, you know... A, Slightly noticeable fingerprint, but with that U with right. the, dots the two above dots, it. yeah, the accent marks. Um, he he said that uh, he was home brewing almost uh, every weekend. 
people were drinking all of this beer, so what was the point of homebrewing? <laughs> so I must have a commercial brewery. So. Charge of cover. Yeah, so uh, so again, uh, founded by Eric Wagner in 2014, we are drinking on uh, Midnight Brew, which is an American stout from Brewprint Brewing Company out of Apex, North Carolina. So uh, No, I, I don't know. I, I might have been just totally off in my own little world sipping on this thing, but uh, this is seasonal or is this a year? No, it's, it's, it's supposed to be their winter seasonal. Okay. So I bought it a couple of months ago, um, and been sitting on it. Well, because we were going with other beers, and I just and I was like, "Holy crap!" And you know, I like to try to have the beers when they're in the season. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And um, technically, we're out of winter, but it's been you know well, the way the weather's been out here. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't, I don't know. Colorado is uh, yeah, but Colorado I mean weather, but I know it's been a little weird back here in North Carolina. But the thing is that I so like a stout for me, I can drink stouts year round. You know, uh, especially a beefed up stout like this. You know what I'm saying, dude? So this is not like a winter warmer. This is more of a traditional stout. Uh, just got right. Just well, a lot no, of going on. Yeah, there's no spice or anything right. that relegates but it to. A you know what I mean, though? Like a lot of people, you yeah. know, they they um, like they change their clothes and their wardrobe for the seasons, like shorts, the pants, or whatever. Some people only drink, you know, um, when I say lighter beers, I'm talking like your my box and your wheat beers and uh, fruit flavored um, cream ales and stuff like that for summer. I'm not that type. I'll no, I'll no. drink I'll drink those any time of the year, just like I'll drink dark beers any time of the mm-hmm. year. <laughs> right there with you, exactly. So, whatever the hell I'm in the mood for. So, I'm gonna uh, mix it up on a hot summer day. Line uh, that glass. Line the rim of that glass with some brown sugar. I could go. I could go at the end of the night of a hot summer day as the temperature drops. I got a fire going on. Then I'll crank the sucker <laughs> up. But if I was uh, if it's 100 degrees out, no, I don't know if I tear into this. You're not gonna be sweating on the beach <laughs> drinking this stuff. Yeah. Like I got the sticky this, I got the sticky do all over you. You know, it's you're like, talking to a guy that I'll drink coffee standing out in the sun at 100 degrees. Oh jeez, so dude, that's yeah. just me. That's crazy. This is delicious. Yeah, I like this. It's a good beer. So definitely check them out. Again, uh, Brew Print Brewing Company. That's brew as in B-R-U-E print P-R-I-N-T dot com. So. Wow. I love that flavor journey it takes you on. That's amazing. Every man, and well, I mean, just well-versed there. Yeah. Smoothed out with hints of coffee, chocolate, and dark fruit. Every bit of that you get, and none of them overpowering. Amazing. Well, if you want to find out more about Brewprint, definitely hit up uh, the show notes. You can do so if you're taking us in on iTunes. Just double-click the Beer Army Engaged logo. That'll take you right there to links for everything we've talked about, this beer included, and everything that's to come here on Beer Army Engaged. We do have an interesting Heroes Never Dies segment not, coming not, up. Not to interrupt you, did you just say Brew Army? or brew? It's almost sound like you, like you did. did. I? Yeah, I think so. I know you teased me last week because I got Larry and Cheryl's name all mixed up or whatever. I yeah, swear, yeah. I thought you just started. You Sherry like, and Laryl? You just said like, like. What did I do? Instead of saying beer, you're like, Burr Army. Maybe burr I did. Army. Maybe I did. Well, regardless. That's what happens when you're drinking a midnight brew. That's right. <laughs> but our heroes never died coming up. An interesting one that involves some uh, Ohio State players. That's right. And it involves spring break, and it involves uh, swimming in water again. But not exactly in a traditional sense like you would think. So Wow. Well, not really swimming. It involves water. Let's just say that. <laughs> that could be anything. Well, we'll find out. Yeah. Coming up. Go AWOL with Beer Army Radio. We're online and mobile at beerarmy.org. Every soldier needs quality gear. Get yours at BeerArmy.org. Hats, t-shirts, and more. Show Murphy he can't keep you down and announce to the world that you're in the Beer Army. Go to BeerArmy.org. Do it. Uh, by the way, Murphy's a bitch. It's 
Is Beer Army engaged on Beer Army Radio? I am so excited as the uh, scholarship uh, process is, is unfolding and the judging's happening right yeah, now. Yeah, I've read, I've read uh, this past week I was reading more of them, even though we sent them out to the judges uh, to rack and stack, but... Um, you know, I like reading some of them myself. I mean, I, we have we get so many entries, I can't. I don't have the time to read every single one, but I like to go through to see what what people are writing because it's really curious. And uh, so, yeah, so we're in selection process right now. We haven't been contacted. Please don't contact us. We will notify you if you win. If you don't receive any information or you don't get recontacted, and again, we'll be contacting around the first or second week of May. If by the middle of May you haven't gotten contact, that means you weren't selected. You know, and we have. We're sorry about that, but you know it happens. We have a lot more entry applicants than we do, you know. <laughs> right. And we have, you know, it's not that you're sucked or you weren't good or anything like that. It's just it, it, the competition comes very keen because there's a limited amount of scholarships and there's a lot of people applying for it. I mean, it's just but no the, different than anything else. You know? The awesome thing is, is the opportunity that is just available and being able to to have a shot at a scholarship like this because it's for is it's not relegated down to a niche. Mm-hmm. Uh, base of, of people who are eligible. No, it's, it's wide it's, open. It's degree seeking people. Yeah, it's like an open, you know, uh, contest. And, yeah. um, and the thing is that if you didn't get selected, just like if you didn't get selected last year, I would say, look at what you wrote, try to refine it and apply again the following year. Yeah. You know, there's nothing to keep you from applying, you know, and, and yeah, just like any, just like any scholarship program. So well, the great thing is, is that it's uh, this year, there's more scholarships being given away than, than last year. Yeah. This year, it's a couple North, more North yeah. Carolina. <laughs> well, it's North Carolina, Virginia. Oh, and Oregon. yeah, that too. Yeah. We're yeah. spreading out the geographical area. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, which is absolutely awesome. So if you are a fan of beer army and are a fan of the, the work of the foundation, definitely be a part of it. Uh, hit up beerarmy.org, pledge, show your support. And uh, if you're so interested, who knows? Maybe you could help be a facilitator to have scholarships in a whole new area next year. So you never know. But uh, get all the information and more inf- and more there at beerarmy.org. And uh, right now, you've uh, you've highlighted you've chosen spring break as a theme. Uh, last week and, and again this week for heroes never die. I can't say that's the theme. Maybe uh, water's the theme. Yeah, I think water's the theme. I don't know if last week's was a spring break thing per se. I think it just around the time frame. Well, it just had to be the location. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was thinking, yeah, right. But this is uh, this happens in Texas as well. It's not Galveston, but this is more of a traditional spring break thing. But uh, okay, but it wasn't right. swimming. It wasn't the beach, ironically. So. Well, let's uh, let's find out more because in this crazy world, uh, things can change in a moment, and you never know who's going to be there to step in the gap. <laughs> Mick, I know in the past we've talked about maybe uh, either during the show or off the show about one of the threats, uh, you know, in Iraq and stuff like that. We had a lot of canals, you know, irrigation oh, canals yeah. and stuff, and yeah. and uh, humvees flipping over and, and tanks. Mm-hmm. And and then people are drowning because mm-hmm. those vehicles are so heavy. You can't get out. You got all your equipment and stuff like that. Well, there was a very scary situation uh, that happened down in um, South Padre Island, down in Texas. Similar situation. Um, obviously, not a Humvee or a tank or anything. But right. luckily for a couple of Iowa State players, uh, they rescued somebody from drowning. So uh, give this a listen. Most spring breakers bring back crazy stories from their trips, but nothing like this one. Earlier this month, three Iowa State football players saved a woman from a sinking car while they were on spring break in South Padre Island, Texas. 
Luisa Maria Castro was sinking in the canal when Jack Spreen, Anthony Lazard, and Joe Doran ran from their balcony and quickly came to her rescue. They broke open the windshield and brought the 22-year-old woman to shore to save her life. The three suffered some minor scrapes and bruises and said they were just ready to get back home. Wow. Yeah. So, the, so those hot, they had hot guys. Yeah, no, so this is crazy, dude, right? Because you're like, how do you get all scraped up, right? And if you took the look, take a look at the one picture, yeah, besides besides their classic uh, sunburn from uh, being spring break, obviously. You being know? from Iowa. And, and uh, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are you saying, man? I grew up in Wisconsin, dude. I mean, we got some milky white skin, but we're tan. not doing You're not tan. No, the, uh, but old boy had his arm all jacked up, right? So I was researching, like, man, how do you get that jacked up? And so to kind of to paint the picture for you, so this is basically kind of like what happened is this Luisa, she's 22-year-old, so I'm assuming she was on spring break as well, Luisa Maria Castro. She drove off the road into a, a into a canal near Laguna Madre Bay. And when you get closer to the the water or to the ocean, you'll have canals and stuff because the, the, the water is such at sea level for flooding. They'll dig, just like here on eastern right. North Carolina, to help drain the fields or drain property or whatever. They'll have b- deeper canals or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she basically um, drove off. Turns out she was uh, intoxicated, even though this happened in the morning. So I guess, uh, um, I'm sorry, not in the morning, at 8 p.m. at night or whatever. So I guess she was getting an early start or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but regardless, we're not judging her because she was pretty cool about it. I mean, she 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 jumps, you know, really reaches out. But anyways, her car starts sinking. So the a fellow teammate, Josh uh, Jollis, he's a senior linebacker. He saw this, and he was on the hotel balcony, and he called out to his teammates, saying like dude you know i just like and then pointed it out or whatever and so immediately according to the des moines uh register three other jack spreen anthony lazard and joe dorn they took off uh toward the canal and they jumped right in and they're trying to rescue it. the car is now starting to sink oh wow. it's it's the canal is so deep and so big that she's going to drown she can't get out so so they're trying to like they all jump in they swim over to the car so that's how big this canal is okay after they jump into the canal they have to swim to the car to give you an idea so this isn't like a three foot canal or five foot canal this is like more like what i probably consider like a river (laughs) you know or a very big (laughs) creek you know and when they 50 meters wide yeah so they they got to the car she was inside and she's trying to get free she's trying to kick out the front windshield like she's trying to kick it out because I'm assuming that because it's still above water, so I'm assuming that it's sinking, and she's trying to kick it out and it's not breaking. So those guys, they're trying to do the same thing. They're they're punching at the vehicle's front window. I mean, can you imagine punching at it? You know, they're kicking at it. Nothing seems to work or whatever. Wow. And so finally, though, Castro was able to manage to break a small hole in the front wheel windshield, and then those guys. Can, Started like reefing on that hole, so they're reaching, you know, broken glass and stuff. That's the reason why what's his face got his arm. So I'm assuming he must have reached in when it got big enough. And they basically pull her out. They made the hole big enough through the windshield to pull her out and wow. rescue her and save her life. And I'm like, holy shit, man! Because you know you're getting cut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> That's crazy because you put that water displacement and that pressure from the water, yeah. and that glass becomes really hard to break. Yeah, I, I, I mean, there's no video to see exactly what happened or whatever, but uh, wow. these are just all eyewitness reports or whatever. So they said the car completely sank in less than a minute, and if it wasn't for them jumping in the water and pulling her out, she most definitely would have drowned. And this is a, a witnessing officer, uh, Michael Schlitz. And so, uh, Castro, though, was arrested for driving while intoxicated. Uh, supposedly, her back was nearly twice the legal limit. So, 
you know, again, be smart, have a plan if you're going to be drinking or whatever. Uber. Uh, what, what was cool, though, is that she expressed her gratitude. She said, I have no words to express how appreciative I am. She goes, even when I uh, messaged them, I still felt that words are what I was saying to them to thank them and how grateful I was. I just felt like it wasn't enough, you know. And so mm. um, she goes, they're really our heroes, and I'm forever grateful for what they did because she'd be dead probably today, you know, if it wasn't for them. So, again, our heroes wow. uh, of the week, um, these are football players from Iowa State, uh, Jack Spreen, Anthony Lazard, and Joe Dorn. Thank you, gentlemen, for for not sitting by the sidelines instead of just saying like, Ooh, that sucks. Hey dude, pour me in, you know, <laughs> crack me open another one, you know, or, you know, yeah, let's, do, let's do jello shots <laughs> off a girl's butt, man. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. So good on them, man. So, yeah. well, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, yeah, they're not Hawkeyes for nothing. Well, the the cool thing is that people talk about the youth in this country and the youth, you know, like to me, that's a perfect example of like, yeah, you know, maybe they're partying, maybe they're doing crazy shit. You hear things about spring break. Hey, there's three guys to me that, hey, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, see, this is the thing is you never, ever know. You re- truly can't judge a person until they are absolutely, totally faced with yeah, that situation. adversity or a challenge or whatnot. But then even then you can't. Because yeah. every it's every situation is absolutely totally different. Yeah, it's no, crazy. I totally agree. But uh, good on them. Those three are they are heroes, and rightfully so. So man, yeah, good stuff. I am looking forward to Yikin to Sue. There was a story that we didn't get to last week that I'm looking forward to getting into. And then um, I got a uh, <laughs> a fugitive who tried to carjack a combat vet. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, man. Unfortunately, he wasn't on a car. He was on a motorcycle. So it actually should be motorcycle jack. But yeah, the video is crazy, dude. The video is just crazy. I can't wait to share it with you. You got two polar opposites of stories there. Oh, dude. <laughs> hey, Yikabisu has no. We are not. Um, what's the word? Uh, Discriminating, biased against yeah. anything. Everything's free game, man. You know, everything's. Uh, well, I have two polar opposites of stories. I have, oh, good. I have one involving a. I don't know how the hell you get into a fight at an all-you-can-eat crab leg buffet. <laughs> but apparently, you can. If it's the last crab leg, wait a minute. It's all you can yeah, eat, though. A story I wasn't able to get to last week, and then uh, I've got an awesome story that kind of it blew my mind, which is why I have it for you, come to Sue uh, of. Uh, an 11-year-old entrepreneur. Oh, very nice. 11 years old. Yeah. I'll go like figure. It. Must be the lemonade stands of lemonade stands. <laughs> he, he, you're pretty damn close. <laughs> okay, cool. Stick Tell around. Me. That's coming your way here. Hey, mothers, lock up your daughters. It's Mick Dagger and the General. <laughs> Beer Army Engaged on Beer Army Radio. On the battlefield of beer, an informed soldier is a good soldier. Learn more about the Beer Army Foundation. Go to beerarmy.org. Get informed about beer, upcoming events, festivals, and community outreach that the Beer Army provides and supports. The revolution starts with you at beerarmy.org. Beer Army Engaged. I'll tell you, there's a there's a bunch of stuff up on uh, beerarmy.org that I, I want to get my hands on, man. There's some great stuff in this shop there. Yeah, it is. It's uh, what's really amazing is uh, when we do when we use some of these items like those skateboard decks yeah, for the silent yeah. auction. You know, we don't sell many of them on the online store, but at the silent auctions, man, they just seem to go eh, to the point where um, it looks like we're getting down to the last few that we have. So if you're interested in our skateboard decks, you definitely want to buy them on the online store. Get it up. The There's good some news badass is, rides there. Yeah, the good news is that uh, we're going to create two new skateboard decks, two new designs or whatever. Probably do, oh, yeah. probably do one longboard. 
and uh, one uh, trick or park style deck or whatever. Right, right. Um, and so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that because uh, um, I, I was a little curb rat as a kid growing up. Yeah, well, shit, too. to be honest with you, all the way through uh, my first or second year in college. And I guess I grew up, I was too cool to be skating and <laughs> shit, you know. But uh, uh, actually, when I lived uh, in that for that month, we talked about yeah. uh, last, last week's in Galveston. Yeah, the yeah. last week's uh, Heroes Never Die story. Dude, I skated around Galveston so freaking much, it was ridiculous. They had a skate park and everything, man. I but, had two uh, decks. I had a town and country deck that I'd tool around town on and ride half pipe on. And then I had a Rodney Mullins freestyle deck. Nice, nice. Yeah. yeah, mine was a Jesse James or Jesse James. Was it Jesse James? I don't he had know. this Neptune. Uh, it was really badass. Uh, like this Neptune sitting on the bottom. Well, nothing matter because once you started doing tricks, you just scraped the shit out of the bottom <laughs> of the deck, anyways. But uh, yeah, no man, it, it was really cool. And then I had a, I, I did uh, so a lot of times I was on Santa Cruz decks or whatever. Oh nice. Powell yeah. and Peralta was big yeah, back then yeah, too. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not into the skate scene really that much anymore, so I don't know if all those brands are still around. Um, oh, those guys uh, Santa are still Monica Airlines. You can, you can still get uh, uh, some of those, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so. Well, Anyways, you're talking that. We date yeah. ourselves. <laughs> you're only as old as you feel. That's for damn sure. That's right. But uh, pledge your support. Uh, Beer Army Super Soldiers. Become a Beer Army Super Soldier. If you don't know what we're talking about, go to beerarmy.org slash pledge. Um, different levels. Get some swag. I know at Beer Army Burger Company, they're going to be um, doing a, um, a pint program or a mug club. We've been talking about doing it for like a freaking oh, nice. year. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's yeah. It's one of the reasons why we phased out the bottle shop to create the room to do the mugs. Um, not sure if we're going to tie it into our Beer Army Super Soldier program somehow or some way, but uh, we've talked It'd about it. It'd be cool if that's a possibility. Yeah. I mean, we'd like to, you know, somehow, some way, and then do like a little ID card that I, you know. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure, but uh, we're gonna figure it out. <laughs> that would be bad. But anyway, support that's us awesome. because that's what uh, helps us fund the scholarships. That's where I was gonna go. With Absolutely. That, so. Well, the whole 501c3 charity that is the Beer Army Foundation. The whole aspect of it is promoting volunteerism, entrepreneurism, and continuing education. So those three facets. Be a part of it in whatever way you can. If you can team up with Beer Army and do great things in your community, great. If you uh, and if you want to help continue and help people with their education, do so. Pledge whatever it takes, man. We we embrace you in whatever capacity you're willing to to be a part of it. So hit it up, beerarmy.org. And right now, there's a lot of stuff. There's a few stories we weren't able to get to last week. We're, we're following up with this week, but yeah. I'll tell you, in life, it can try to drag you down. But there, you just need to have things that. Uh, Either blow your mind and make you laugh your ass off or just leave you shaking your head because they're so insane you can't believe it. it's actual real life, but it is. So in this crazy world, there's just some shit you can't make up. So let's yick them to sue. Mick, have you ever dated uh, a girl who maybe was a twin, had a twin sister or anything like that? <laughs> have you ever been in that kind of situation? My ex-wife is a identical twin. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And did they, did they ever play games like where you ran into the other sister where you couldn't tell who's who, or was it like not that? Do identical? I really need to go down this path? Oh, I, 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 uh, I'm not trying to open up a crazy. No, box. no, no. It's not a can of worms. Don't worry about that. No, I had a crush on my my ex wife, and when I finally got the nerve up to ask her out, I got shot down. And then a month later, she asked me out, and I started dating somebody else, and I had to turn her down, and I. When I turned her down, I said, I don't get it. A month ago, I asked you out, and you said, no, and you shot me down. She goes, no, I didn't. <laughs> and she's like, when was this? And I told her, and she said, what was I wearing? And I told her, and she's like, that was my sister. <laughs> wow. So I thought I was asking out. One, A, but you and actually I asked, asked out her B. sister, yeah. who was dating somebody. And anyway, 
whatever. So that's crazy. Man. Here we are, almost so, ten years later, and now I'm divorced from from her. <laughs> there so. you go. So uh, so down in Australia, there's these identical twins, Anna and Lucy Dasenki, and it's one thing to be identical twins. How have I told you? It's another thing to have the identical boyfriend, bed, mobile phone number, clothes, hairstyle, diet, cosmetic enhancements. It's like, okay, so I'm not going to say much more. Give this a listen. How do you share a boyfriend? It just works. Um, We've had separate boyfriends. I know that sounds crazy, crazy but, but it does. People won't agree, agree to it, and it's not natural. Maybe some will think, but it, we're happy. He's happy. Our, our family and friends accept it. Yes, so, yeah. I mean, we've had separate boyfriends in the past. It hasn't worked, worked because of our closeness. And because we're with each other 24-7, every single day, every minute of our life together, it's just much easier. easier. He's a twin, and he understands the bond. He's fraternal. They don't look alike. But he understands we want to be together all the time. He never favours one twin. If he kisses me, he'll kiss my sister straight afterwards. He, he, he <laughs> never, he there's never, no jealousy. There's no separation. And do you live us. together? Do you all yes, live together? We live with our mum and our boyfriend. <laughs> so he's surrounded by girls. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you all, do you mind me asking? We sleep in the same uh, bed. King size bed. No, no super king. Super king. Bigger than bed. a king size bed. <laughs> Sorry, I just. So, I, uh, so this, is a, this is a TV show called SBS Kerna. Affairs and the discuss and then the discussion for that show was insight for uh, it was a double episode about twins and so it was a bunch of a panel of of identical twins. Wow. Yeah. So they're talking about that even if one of them got pregnant, the other one would have to get pregnant. So they've done everything they can to not like most twins like ones twins that I've met are identical. They always try to be not identical. Like they've done everything they can to try to be different. Right? These two, These two are the exact issues. opposite. They have issues. They have did severe you, separation anxiety. Did you hear them finishing each other's sentences and stuff? It's creepy. Yeah. So they uh, last year they wore as a, bad, a badge of honor. They feel very proud of this achievement that they were identified as the most identical twins in the world last year after taking part in a Japanese prank TV show. Yeah, but how much of that is surgery enhanced? Well, and supposedly this they outwitted the Japanese face recognition technology that cannot tell their faces apart. And so they really love the limelight. They have fans, but they also have haters that go with it, um, especially when they talked about what they're going to get pregnant. They want to get pregnant together. And um, they really came to public attention several years ago via media coverage focus, focusing on their shared boyfriend, Ben Byrne, who's 32, and uh, supposedly they've spent a quarter of a million dollars over the past 10 years on cosmetic and beauty treatments right down to nails and the fake tan, you know. Well, you know that he's fine with it because he (laughs) doesn't know who he's with. It's just one girl to him. He just probably thinks he's drunk all the time. He's getting a lot of yawning. I'm seeing double. (laughs) He's getting a lot of yawning. (laughs) He's probably trying to have a hard time convincing himself he's actually having a threesome. He probably thinks he has like multiple personalities and thinks that he's sleeping with more than one girl. (laughs) But but, but these girls are quick to point out that the only surgical procedure they've had is breast implants. I guess the lip fillers, the eyebrow tattooing, skin peels, um, that doesn't count. <laughs> Just the breast augmentation. So I mean, to each his own. But yeah, wow. I know. Well, right, exactly. I'm not going to judge. But uh, they've been with Ben for four years, and uh, yeah, and mom. They live with mom. So <laughs> well, they hit that point. Seven years will be the real test, I guess. But good <laughs> lord, Ugh. what do you got, man? Can we go to something a little more like heartwarming? Absolutely, but yet still mind blowing. Absolutely, get away from the insanity. Sure, because obviously. They well, when they were eleven years old, they weren't real. They weren't entrepreneurs. Okay, they weren't like when we grow up, we're going to share the same boyfriend and wear the <laughs> same clothes and do everything together. No, 
they that's probably, that's what they were doing. They weren't uh, they weren't trying to figure out how they could honestly make a better life for themselves. <laughs> Jeez, man. Get a load of this though. Here's a great story. Out of Texas, a sixth grader turned a lemonade stand into a huge booming business through a deal with Whole Foods. Really? Yeah. So it was a lemonade stand. I know I was saying that. Yeah, you, yeah, really, you, yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Michaela Omer's her name, and she used a secret recipe uh, for her B-Sweet lemonade that comes from her great-grandmother. Huh. And what's interesting is that it contains flaxseed and honey as the sweetener. Oh. That's it. But just listen so to no, this. So no cane sugar or anything like that. Yeah, just listen to this little girl talk. 11 years old. Okay. Entrepreneur. When I first started out, I was selling in plastic bottles out of my lemonade stand twice a year. It was kind of just like a little hobby then. There were definitely some people saying, oh, you're four years old. You cannot start your own business. (laughs) Uh, But I kept on working through that. So now we are in actually 35 Whole Foods and we're getting into 20 more. And uh, we went on Shark Tank. I got the chance to meet the president and the first lady and so we've definitely grown some advice that i would give to kids or adults wanting to start their own business is that working hard is a must so if you want to be an entrepreneur you definitely have to be okay with working hard another piece of advice (laughs) is to create a business that you have a true passion for because the more passionate you are about what you do the more fun that you'll have while doing it. And um, my final lesson is that um, you can still be sweet and be profitable. So when I started Be Sweet Lemonade, I thought I would have to choose between making money and helping save the bees. And over time, I realized that I could do both and be what is called a social entrepreneur. That is so freaking awesome. 11 years old, man. 11 years old. Dude, there's adults that could take it. I could take a, I could learn a lesson or two. The thing that I don't think that it needs to be explained a little more is you said the whole be sweet thing and and have a positive impact and still be profitable is when she was four, she was terrified after being stunned by bees twice in a week. And she developed this, she was terrified by it, but yet she developed this fascination. And that's when, you know, Later on, she decided that to use local honey in her lemonade, directing the proceeds to help the dwindling bee population. Interesting. 11 years old. Well, she decided that it's at four, though, you said, right? At four, she started her business. Right, that's what I'm saying. By 11, she's in almost 60 Whole Foods stores. That's crazy, dude. Getting investments from the, the Shark Tank Shark Tank, people. yeah. yeah. From freaking, um, uh, Jesus, I can't think of it. Isn't that amazing? Right now, you know? I mean, I, I mean, I just I blew me away. I had, that's why I had to use it for Yikum to Sue. Dude, that is so freaking inspiring. I mean, I think of Jake, and he's 12, you know, and I don't know if he can, well, he actually has been doing some babysitting and stuff like that, so he's making his own money, so he's very proud of himself. But uh, no, that is freaking awesome. And the way to hear her talk, yeah, I, I yeah. love I love the social entrepreneur. I like that. I'm going to yeah. use that. I'm claiming it. You should it, you take know? it. Give nah, her credit. Take nah, it. Nah, I am. I, I think that's awesome, man. I'm going to have to check that out then. So, um, I, know we don't have, I know we're running out of time. I do want to cover this one last uh, story or whatever. And what happens when a fugitive uh, tries to carjack or more success or more, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Stealing, carjacking, threatening, terrorism, horribleness. <clears throat> More accurately, <laughs> motorcycle jack, a combat vet, uh, 
Just check this out. This is what happens. Cycle jacking. Cycle jacking. A ride home for a combat veteran took an unexpected turn Thursday when an alleged carjacker jumped out of a stolen truck and tried to take his motorcycle. But this vet didn't go quietly, going back after the suspect, throwing a few blows before the suspect took off again, running over his bike. The suspect didn't get far enough. He took the police on a chase uh, before flipping that truck and being arrested. Combat vet that fended off the attack, Brandon Jenkins, joins us now. Brandon and thanks a lot for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me on. So it must have been an incredible surprise. You're on your bike and someone approaches you. Tell us what happened. Just a normal day on my way home from work. Uh, I was literally three street lights away from home and all of a sudden uh, get to a red light and somebody just starts pulling me off my motorcycle. Uh, so naturally I just defended myself and tried to keep him off my motorcycle. <laughs> okay, you say naturally I just defended myself, but you're at a stoplight. Some random person tries to throw you off your bike. I think there's a lot of people out there that would have said, I'm going to walk away or step away from this situation. You know, you were in the military, you chose to fight back. Was that just instinctual? Uh, I've always just been the kind of person to never back down, especially when somebody's messing with my belongings. So, <laughs> yeah, don't touch my stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how many times have you been in a situation where you just have your sea bag and your cot or maybe whatever? It's like, don't touch a person's Obvi shit. You know? Obviously, <laughs> that reporter has never ever been around or ever served <laughs> exactly. in the military. You don't. You touch were in the military, was it? Your military training that helped you defend yourself when somebody tried to steal your bicycle? Not really. It's just don't touch my shit. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you touch the shirt, I break it you face yes all right that's right so this is in arizona and the, again uh, brandon jenkins and he's a combat veteran of the afghanistan war not that really i think the veteran angle here is really that important per se i just think you know you touch anybody's stuff and it, what's really crazy and you, there's another video that shows the aerial footage from the helicopter from the, the police helicopter and what I thought was really funny, the one cop should have boxed them in because they all had him boxed in. He falls out of the damn car trying to, and then tries to pull his weapon. And the, and the guy, so this guy's in a truck, pulls up to a traffic light. This guy Jenkins is on a motorcycle right in front of him. He gets out because he's trying to loot police. I guess he must have figured if I get on a motorcycle, I can go faster. I can get away from him because he's driving a truck. And pulls Jenkins kind of like off his. He kind of throws back. His motorcycle kind of lands on the ground, and he looks at. Him, and then he goes back after the guy, like you know, like yeah. get the fuck out of my off. bike. Yeah, man. exactly. And um. It was really, it just was weird because uh, he said that basically he, he said he looked the suspect over and then he goes, he didn't appear armed, so I fought back. You know what I mean? Because yeah, he's yeah. like, fuck this, man, you know? And of course, he has his helmet on. Jenkins, he's a father of a two-year-old son and was asked whether he would have done anything differently in high sight. And he said, I would have swung a little bit harder. Yeah. <laughs> but he says, you know, I highly <laughs> recommend, you know, cautioning others. I wouldn't do what I did. I did it because I felt like he didn't have a weapon. I feel safe. I you know I sized him up. I can I can take this guy. <laughs> what sucks is his bike got run over. Yeah, he did jerk. get totaled or whatever. But uh, the good news is that he does plan on pressing charges against Joshua Michael Monogold, who's 31, who's the idiot, and was ar arrested eventually uh, after crashing his truck. And that jackass has been arrested 17 times and was wanted in a hit and run crash last week that left another driver with serious injuries. So. You know, hopefully wow. that idiot goes away for a while. Oh, he will. Yeah. Oh, lastly, just so I don't have to revisit this story next sure. week. Sure, if sure. you're in Connecticut and happen to be in Manchester and you go to the Royal Buffet, uh, don't go get the all-you-can-eat crab legs. No? Because more likely than not, you might bump into Clifford Knight and Latoya Knight, a husband and wife, who apparently don't like other people eating the crab legs there. <laughs> <laughs> They got into a fight at the buffet over the crab legs and literally got charged with third-degree assault and disorderly conduct. Wow. 
over crab legs at a buffet. Interesting. It's like, uh, yeah, Jeff Foxworthy inciting riots at Golden oh. Corral. Yeah, that where he... Don't touch my steak! <laughs> Good God, my roast beef's mine! Wow. Uh, so there you have it. You want to find out more, hit up beerarming.org. Check the show notes. If you're listening on pod, podcast, on uh, Podbean, iTunes, uh, the podcast is always there for you in the whole back catalog as well. So definitely take advantage of it, and we will catch you next week. Rounds out. Beer Army Radio.